Welcome to another edition of Crop This, the official Crop Opti podcast. Crop Opti, leaders in agronomy. For a great year on the farm, get in touch. Visit cropopti.com.au or visit the team at 100 Golf Course Road in Horsham. Uh, welcome to the Crop Opti podcast, episode two. Uh, Beto did the final one, which was our first one last week. So we're um, off to a fly with number two than I. So with us, we've got uh, Didge is in the house. Welcome, Didge. How you going? First time podcast. Yeah. Pretty Excited. nervous. Nervous. No, nervous. Standard for me. Standard. <laughs> <laughs> just one of the many. Yeah, it's just me constantly. Just I, freaking out. Yeah. I can't believe we're up to two in like four days and it's taken us four years to do Yeah, we did say three and a half years the other day, so. The gear's outdated. Yeah, no, nah, we're, um, we're flying along. So, Was, welcome again. Yep, no, nah, good to be back. Good to be back. And, of course, uh, we've got Beto as well, so. Looking forward to it. Looking <laughs> So, uh, right, first cab off the rank was the footy on the weekend. You made some bold accusations about your under-17s. Oh, nah. we uh, Yeah, we we had a bit of a challenging game. I think we uh, – so the mercy rule is 71 points and they stopped scoring. And um, I think it was the third quarter. So they, <laughs> they had a crack. Usually the other teams are the second quarter against Horsham, so... All right, you've hung in there, you've done well, so... Still got your job, as coach? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging I in think there. Uh, on the chopping block by the, by the word of mouth. All right, <laughs> lucky you're probably getting a kick yourself, so... Beto, your mob. Nah, close one. Um, they jumped us and got four goals the first quarter and never kicked another goal for the rest of the game and we went down by five points, so... Probably coaching error, actually, if I put my hand up. So, tried a few things the first quarter, shot myself in the foot. So, By my calculations, you've only kicked three goals for the game and you seem disappointed <coughs> that you haven't won. Oh, only because they played after the first quarter. They kept them virtually – they only kicked three points for the rest of the game. So, we only had to convert and we just couldn't – the little tackers just couldn't get the goals. So. I know. All right, so, we'll put that down the back you know, leadership. So. Well, it probably was, in fairness, it probably was. But um, Foggy mind you, early mornings or just while it was a howling breeze to one end that they kicked with the first quarter and then actually at quarter time, it didn't drop off completely, but it certainly dropped back. So anyway. Live and learn. These things happen. Just a, just, just a game, isn't it? It's just a game. So did your netball. Yeah. Um, had a win. We were at stall, so that was... Beautiful weather as well. Had a win in the A Did grade. It snow? Um, I actually thought it was going to at one point. The wind was coming in sideways and then it started to rain and I thought, mm, <coughs> might start hailing, but didn't. Held off. Held off for A grade, so that was good. Beautiful. <laughs> Happy days. Crop this. Right, oh, we'll uh, we'll move straight into topic number one for the day. I think um, we're gonna talk a bit of precision ag today, so We've obviously we've got Digin. She's our PA guru or guruette. Um, grew or, it. Hey, a grew it. A grew it. She's a grew it. So nice. She um, goes by Gruet. So uh, yeah, just obviously a lot of PA happening within the business nowadays. Uh, more and more guys, you know, trying to look at, you know, bettering what they're doing. And 
especially with um, fertiliser prices still, you know, not not at an all-time high, but definitely Beto's off. Is that enough? So uh, not at an all-time high, but, yeah, it's a lot more of it going on nowadays. And, um, did just want to run through a bit of, yeah, what you've seen so far, being sort of new to the PA scene. Um, yeah, so obviously I haven't really done much PA prior to this year, really. Um, with Nutrien sort of doing most of it for us in the previous years. Um, yeah, I've seen a big difference in our maps. We're using SWAT maps this year and definitely 3D maps are, seem to be picking up a bit more than what the flat EM38 or even TSM maps were. So we've seen some pretty good results there and even comparing old maps with a remapped paddock with our SWAT there, just they seem to be less stripy and you're getting just more consistent results, I think. From what I've seen so far, it would be good to have a couple of years and see how we go, but yeah. That's so, pretty. It's a pretty fair comment, that. Like everything <clears throat> so far that we've had done with the SWAT maps or the SWAT box is far better just even just from it to look at. Like with that elevation component that the other doesn't, it just allows you to actually truth it a lot more too. Like it just gives a better reflection of... The paddock probably and just those problem areas and it's just a little bit easier to, to decipher. But um, it's a pity now because you see the difference in the two and you kind of wish they were all SWAT maps. Which I think um, we have been able to convert some of the old TSM maps over, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got all that data and it is it is usable, don't get me wrong, but like I just think if, if there's some data that's really just a bit streaky because some of it I got back and I processed it and I was like, oh... I don't even know how they clean this up. Like, you have to smooth it so much to get the map back to nearly usable that I'm not sure how previously they were using the maps, but it's a question for Nutrien, I suppose. But Not our problem. I'm not going to ask. Um, so. <laughs> basically, so... But uh, it probably shows now, too, even, like, you know, you start with that yield map side of stuff and then this uh, the TSM was a better, like, an upgrade... But then now seeing the SWAT maps, it's actually another upgrade again. So it's sort of like, you know, yield map, TSM, and then um, the SWAT box. And it has sort of been an evolution, really, hasn't it, over the last, you know, well, you know, go back 10 years even from when, you know, we're doing AM38 maps, dragging around on a, on a sleigh, basically. You know, the technology has changed, that's for sure. Yeah, and, like, I've got some of those old AM38 <laughs> maps and they are just one, so they're just one rate. So it's a zone, and whatever that like zone is, that's all you get. Whereas the, to be fair, the TSM maps still are four four levels. Yeah, so they're not terrible, terrible, but our SWAT maps are still better. Yeah, and I think that's you know just what we're trying to do with guys at the moment is you know really elevate guys to that next level, and we're probably seeing a lot more. In fairness, was with you know, these maps and the variations and what we can actually do in the way of fertiliser rate adjustments or, you know, chipo, lime, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, definitely. It's um, clearly become quite addictive to the grower from what we've been seeing. So every time someone wants to try one paddock that they reckon is their most variable and then a couple of others they see, uh, they see all those um, changes in the EC which requires different different treatments. Uh, well, usually means that the there's that much variation in the paddock that we can't just be putting out a, a blanket rate. So and um, yeah, a lot of people have taken it up 
and just more and more. So, yeah, definitely beneficial. Um, putting it where it's most required is basically it. And I think that's the key thing too. Like we're we're doing a better job as far as allocating those inputs and we're learning. But uh, I'm probably first to admit we've probably been doing it for so long, but we're actually learning more and more too each year. So we're getting better and better and better with it. And I think that'll continue for the next two or three years. And it's probably the reason why we've put someone sort of nearly solely on PA to try and get a better handle on what we're doing so we can be better again because I still... We're getting far better value out of our inputs now, but I still think we can get more out of it the more time we spend and the more we, I guess, decipher it and understand it and truth it, etc. as we go. But, um, yeah, the adoption is growing rather quick. I think we spoke about it the other day, but, uh, you know, the different levels in PA, um, you know, we obviously sat down with a machinery dealership the other day and, you know, it goes from that yield map, you know, and we've always asked the question, what do guys do with yield maps? And I think the common denominator is that most guys look at it and put it away. Um, they're not actually utilising it the best they can. And, you know, um, there's probably a whole stack of elevations after that, isn't there, really? Well, the, the biggest thing is, though, with all of it, like there's so many levels, but it's also breaking that perception that it's it's too hard to do. Like it's not... I guess essentially we're the ones doing the work in here that the hardest part of it and the machinery is so so much easier now like you know with ISO bus compatibility and things like that that everything just plugs in and goes so a few guys that started with it this year have been surprised at you know how easy it actually is so once you sort of break that barrier then it's just how far the grower wants to push like even some guys we've got that are doing you know lime gypsum um, phosphorus and uh, urea you know, obviously there's those next steps to, you know, manage with seed maps if we wanted to for, you know, problem weed areas or uh, chemical maps. So there's so many levels we can push to and I guess that's probably what I get meant by, you know, we're learning each year that what we can actually do and what we can achieve out of it. And I think it is a gradual process, isn't it? For a lot of guys, I think um, the GIPO line maps were probably the first ones, you know, quite easy to do. Um, I think, you know, a lot of guys are starting to move into the P maps now and definitely into nitrogen as well. And we're seeing some probably fairly big variations, you know, I think it's fair to say, in, in paddocks and, you know, reduction of input costs. Or probably the biggest one, I think, is, you know, trying to actually achieve better results for growers and actually growing more grain. So was your guys have probably, you know, got a few doing it now. It's for them. What's it what's mainly sort of targeting? Well, pretty much like what um, Beto was saying, all the uh, gypo and lime, uh, phosphorus and urea, they're the main main ones. Some guys just doing just doing the um, the phosphorus and urea. And I've had a couple where we've thought outside the box, um, where we can, you know, go and use the sprayer, for example, um, and maybe say up the the rate of uh, fungicide in those areas that are a bit denser using simply things like NDVI and then um, um, even just, well, last year or this summer, just on a summer spray job, washed out lentils. Um, well, sorry, not the whole paddock, but where the lentils were washed out, 
those areas were where we had a lot of the flea banes. So we actually came back and did an on-off map and just targeted those washed-out areas from the yield map. And, um, yeah, came back with that second knock with something a bit more robust. So we didn't have to do it for the whole paddock. And I think it was like a 150-hectare paddock and we sprayed 90 <coughs> hectares. So a bit of a saving there on chemical. Um, yeah, things like that. Definitely, we just keep thinking more and more. Going to try a couple of other things again this year around um, uh, you're just using the the sprayer with some potassium. That's another example. So, yeah. And, and that's where, the like, I guess the more we push it and the more people see what it's capable of, the more, you know, it's endless probably where we can go with it. Crop This, the official Crop Opti podcast. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to like, subscribe, share it on your socials and leave a review. I think we're really just sort of the tip of the iceberg, aren't we? I think, you know, there's probably a lot of things that some of the guys that we've been dealing with for a long time aren't doing, you know, revolved around um, spraying, variable rate chem spraying, even some seeding. Uh, a lot of guys sort of haven't got to that stage yet, but you'd expect that to probably happen, you know, now that we're understanding our system more, um, probably a lot more guys looking at that next year. Yeah, yeah, the seeding one's interesting. Sort of, um, well, we get those areas with that real mixed country, the heavy stuff and the light, lighter stuff, and depending on the rainfall of the year, you can sort of back off your seeding rate with your cereals for the heavy and bump it up again on the lighter stuff which usually performs better in the dry years and and then the black stuff or the heavy stuff will tiller better in the wetter years but I mean where that seeding rate is we sort of we can sort of work out a rough range but there's some things that aren't quite refined but yeah it's definitely um, yeah plenty of other things like that but I, th- I think it'll become like a lot of stuff that you know the adoption of auto steer and things like that was always Oh, I don't think I need it. Whereas I think as this, this is probably going to be a lot slower. I think you know, but once people realise that the technology's there, they've paid for it. You know, they're collecting the data they need. They're putting those chemicals or fertiliser out. Like, why not utilise it better? That once they realise how easy it is, I think it just it'll we can really sort of pick up that next you know five or ten percent increase on you know our yields, etc. And you know, and also without even factoring in soil health and longevity of the farming sort of program, like just that year in, year out, I think we're seeing big benefits and that's not looking at, you know, what we're doing from a soil structure or soil health point of view too. I think you sort of hit the nail on the head too. There's not too many um, machinery dealerships at the moment that haven't got this technology bolted on a machine, whether it be, a you know, an air seeder, um, an air cart or anything like that. And <coughs> can't imagine there's... Too many discounts for guys that aren't, you know, actually using it. So probably comes down to, you know, if you're actually paying for it, why not make the most of it and get the most out of it? Mm. So, And we've seen that better on some yield maps of one of your blokes that's been doing it for a fair while. Like, you know, you get blokes that obviously haven't been doing it and you see their yield maps and they're pretty stripy or fairly uneven. And then, yeah, with a grower that's been doing it for how many years now? Four or five. Yeah, and it was just like the whole thing was just green seven ton. So, and I, and I think, yeah, you know, what the 
machinery dealers are selling to us. Like we've we've adapted here by you know it's grown so much that we've sort of put obviously Dig in charge of you know making sure that you know everything is actually happening and then going forward with our soil testing and and mapping. So I guess we're adapting like everyone else has had to, and we're trying to promote it and do a better job of it. And I think as people more and more people do it because it's you know people talk about it and. They'll talk about their results and then, you know, they'll say, well, we've done this and then, you know, more and more are going to jump on board with it, and, which is good. I think it's I think it's exciting what, what we can actually do with it. I, it, I want to actually push it more, more and more because there's so many more areas we can actually branch into and try and, you know, and not everything's going to work. Like We've got to be prepared to accept that some shit just won't work. But well, look, absolutely, <clears throat> and I think, you know, we've seen over... You know, probably the last 12 months, um, Farmer's Edge has now moved out of the market. They were in that PA space and there's been others that have sort of come and gone as well. Um, and really when you look at their system and what they had, I think, you know, the one thing that's really common amongst both of those sort of, you know, organisations was uh, the agronomics. And, you know, I think the agronomics behind it is so important to be able to get your fertiliser rates right, your chem rates right, you know, your gypo and lime. Um, and this is, I guess, what we're trying to achieve, I suppose, being in-house, is having all these things done done correctly. So, mm, Especially when you're spending so much money on, well, MAP was still up around that $1,200 yeah. this year. So, you know, instead of just going, I'll just put out this rate because, yeah, I mean, you have a few reasons that you apply, but... How about just actually looking at some data and actually knowing how much you need? Yeah, even if it's just a transect soil test, even if you're just getting an average of your paddock. Mm. Still better than having a guess. If you don't want to pay five bucks a tonne more for your fertiliser, why put $5 a hectare out? Mm. Um, Extra, yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you think you're saving money, but theoretically you're not, so... But I guess it's one of those things, you know, the best thing is to try a paddock, like, you know. Hmm. It's not a big cost. I mean, it's all, everything's a cost, but it's not a huge cost in comparison to what we spend to go, right, well, I'll give one paddock a crack with PA and let's see what the result is and give it one year and go, well, you know, it's not always about saving money on it. It's about, you know, maximising that yield with the inputs you're spending. So, um, you know, try a paddock and compare it against one that you just do the same old way. We just guess a figure based on what we think's in the paddock and versus the data that we've actually got that is there. So um, I think I think once people do that and see that benefit, I think um, I think it's pretty easy after that from I, everything we've seen so far anyway. And I, yeah, I think <clears> some of the results we've had, you know, where guys talk about, you know, they grew an extra half a tonne, um, you know, by actually putting more inputs out there. You know, they're the kind of things at the end of the day that are going to put more money in your back pocket, aren't they? Rather than, you know, looking at it from a cost-saving mechanism, so... Mm. Yeah. On up, very good. Nothing else probably to touch off on at the moment. We haven't got bottles in. He's out. In his new toy. In his new toy, so he'll be out and about. If you see a truck getting around off the side, just move over to the side of the road if you're uh, out on the highway at the moment. He does like the drive down the middle, so... <laughs> Line hugger. Uh, not too much else going on out there at the moment. Obviously, yeah, good rains, um, hence everybody's in the office today, so things are ticking along. Um, everybody's happy with where everything's at. I think so. I think it's just, 
Yeah, I guess, obviously, I think we spoke about the other day, the forecast is for it to be dry, but at the moment I think people would like to see probably three or four weeks of no rain just to allow us to get some jobs done. But um, we'll take the rain if we're not going to get it later on, I guess. So I'm sure we can do those spray jobs later on. Absolutely. Righto. Thanks, guys, for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. See ya. That draws a close to another edition of Crop This, the official Crop Opti podcast. Like what you've heard? Be sure to like, subscribe, and of course, leave a review. Cropopti.com.au. For a great year on the farm, get in touch and visit the team at 100 Golf Course Road in Horsham.